Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mind Numbing Boredom Podcast. My name is Basil. Hey, I'm Alhar. And this is the 14th episode. Woo! This is a special <laughs> episode to all of us. Oh, wait, before we start, Kenny is in here with us because, you know, he has stuff to he do. He just hates us. It's okay. He Don't just hates us. So Kenny is in here, which is sad, but this is a special episode to us because we are partnering with the Janya Foundation to help with education in India. And we will be linking the donation drive and uh, bringing on a special guest, the founder and director, Venu Nadewa. Awesome name. Uh, Mahar has been with <laughs> Jenya for the past, from September of 2020. And he's going to give some background and you guys can stay later for, the, for an interview with her. Yeah, so I started out um, in like late August. And uh, my aunt um, actually uh, gave me like a connection to them. So I met them and I've been doing a donation so far. Um, just before, first and foremost, Janya is looking for donations um, because they really need uh, uh, to build a bigger team. Um, I'll get into what they do in a, just a second, but you can go donate at um, janya.org. Um, and then under the get uh, involved tab, there's a donate tab. So it's, it's really I will simple. link it just... in the episode description if you guys want to check out the donation drive. I think it's like yeah. $10 or something. I don't know, but yeah, you get it's, to choose. It's as much as you can. Um, yeah. Anything is appreciated. Um, but essentially what, what Jenya does is uh, it, it's an organization that teaches underprivileged Indian children in a really effective way. It's like through experience and hands-on activity. So they use creative visual experiments and games. Um, and Jenny aims to teach these children like important uh, problem solving techniques that can help them for the rest of their lives um, with upward mobility and stuff. Um, and like they live in smaller villages. So uh, the education system is not the greatest, uh, but I've seen a lot of the, what they do. They really, really, make great uh, uh, educational packets and get games and stuff like that to teach things that are hard to visualize without. Um, so Janya is looking for money uh, because they need to expand their teaching programs and they, uh, hire a team of competent workers and um, make more interactive lessons. So at Janya, they, they asked us to do a $20 recurring donation. Um, so what that $20 will do is each month, it's $20 to support 20 children's education. You're essentially just giving a dollar for a child to learn for that whole month. So it's really important. So I would uh, really urge you guys to donate if you can. Or if not, um, just... Uh, uh, you can help spread the word, Jania. You can help spread yeah, the word. try to, to spread the people. word. Because any social sort media, of help through helps. Word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything's amazing. Um, all right, so we're kind of just going to talk about our own experiences. I know um, I have a couple, but Basilia, you want to go? I mean, I don't think I've had a bad school system ever because I was fortunate enough to be in like a middle class family and like have good schooling. But I have known people because I used to, I lived in India for seven years of my life and I was born there, so you're Indian. So I've seen the school, I've done the schooling system there, but I, I went to a schooling system that was very well funded and very, very, really well government run. 
And Janya is mainly targeting those schools that are mainly located in villages, like very underfunded, they don't have enough resources, and the children aren't getting the same sort of educational needs as many of the other kids in India. So I love what Janya is doing. They're great. They're like an inspiration to not only help the underprivileged in India kids, but also in any other country, China, Russia, or just any sort of country, you, you should be helping. Each, every, each and every student should be getting the same opportunities like another person, no matter of status or how much their parents make or where they live. Yeah, and also the, the response is amazing. I mean, there's a couple of videos that um, we'll also link, but those videos really show how, how much the students appreciate it. I mean, it, it's like, it's a way for them to get, to do more than their parents ever could to go past their aim that was given to them from birth. So it's, it's really important. Uh, all right. I think that's just kind of it. When I was in India, I saw a lot of different types of people in the school I used to go to. Uh, we had hostels and people would come from villages hours away um, and stay at the hostels and go to school there. So you can really see uh, how much worse people can have it. So if you have the option to help, you should be helping. All right, All right. we're gonna get into more of this with Venu and she has a lot of cool stuff to talk about. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Yeah. All right, everyone. So this is the interview with Venu Nadela. I know this is my American accent, so uh, it's not the proper way I think I'm pronouncing it. How do you actually pronounce your name? Oh, you did well. It's Venu Nadella. That's oh, awesome. That's a great name. Um, so <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, we know you are the founder and director of the Janya Foundation, but personally, like who you are and what inspires you? So I'm basically an electronics and telecommunications engineer who, for some reason, stepped into computer science. And mm. I became a programmer, then an engineering manager at SAP. And then, you know, I worked at companies like, you know, Adobe, PayPal, eBay. And um, when I was at SAP, you know, that's when I started Genia. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason I started was, you know, like, uh, see, farmers and um, teaching, farming and teaching are the two professions that are very close to my heart. I think, you know, they, are, they work hard, but, you know, they're not valued as much. That's my feeling, you know. And I think they're very important. So few years back, about 13 years back, there were quite a few farmer suicides happening in my state of Andhra Pradesh in India. And I was like, you know, is there something I could do for them, right? So when I went to India, I did some groundwork and I realized that there are multiple problems. But one of the problems is, you know, they don't have basic understanding of science and math. And they don't know how to apply those concepts to solve the problems they're facing, right? Even simple things like calculating interest rate or, you know, how do you store your crops, et cetera. So that's when, you know, what I did was um, I realized that it's not just farming, even carpentry, like, you know, it's just physics and math, but they don't know the fundamentals of physics and math. So then I was thinking, okay, you know what, let me tackle this. But then I thought, okay, you know what, I can't, um, it might be difficult to work with the parents. So I thought, yeah. okay, let me with students. So that's when I reached out to the, you know, government schools in India and I said, okay, let's work with your students. And then I thought, okay, how do I teach these science and math? I've learned with blackboard teaching, <laughs> you know, yeah. you just write on the blackboard, but uh, 
we thought, you know, um, I was thinking coming here to US, I realized that, you know, hands-on learning is really important. So we thought, okay, let me design some small experiments, simple, sweet experiments so that children can understand the concept. So we started with 20 experiments in 2009. Now we have like 800 experiments. Wow. Uh, yeah, really and cool. we started four schools and now we are work, you know, we worked with almost 920 schools and half a million students. Um, so we go to schools, you know, we train the teachers on how to use these experiments, you know, so that they can teach children in the classroom and children practice with these experiments. And then, you know, we conduct some tests, but that's only one part of the program, Genia Lab in a Box program. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. That's amazing. So, that's, we've, yeah. uh, we've, we've stated before. Part, yeah, but you know, what is the best part of Genia? See, you, you learn science and math, right? But then what is the point if you cannot apply those concepts in your daily life, right? Yeah. It's a waste. That's what happened to me. <laughs> Whatever I learned was such a waste because I didn't know how to apply. So that's the reason we conduct this event called Genya Social Innovation Challenge, which is JSIC, where we identify the local problems that is, you know, where the schools are, you know, what they face. And we ask children to come up with some solution models. So yeah. they come up with those models and oh, wow. they give prizes, right? But now think about it. You give prizes, so what? <laughs> what we do is we actually implement those models in the schools and in the communities because... Yeah. What that does is in the school and the community, they'll say, oh, you know, we, you know, like, for example, if it's flooding, you know, the drainage system, uh, oh, this is good. You know, we don't have this flooding problem because of the solution from my children, right? And for mm -hmm. children, by the time they exit the school, it will be like, oh, because of me, my school doesn't have a flooding problem. Because of me, you know, my community had, can do some rainwater harvesting. So think about it, you know, they come out with so much confidence, you know, they don't have that, you know, the support that we had or you, you guys mm -hmm. have. Oh, that yeah, that's, that's so important because then the next generation knows how to tackle those problems and then suddenly they're not as big of problems anymore. Exactly. It's really admirable work. Um, so, uh, so I know these are a little less um, uh, uh, <laughs> um, serious, but um, I was wondering what the name Janya meant and what its significance is to you. In Sanskrit, it means something born out of, like, you know, produced. So the reason we put that name is, um, you know, the ideas that come out of these children to solve the community's problems, they are you know, the ideas that are born out of these children. You know, that are, those are the ideas that are making an impact, you know, on these kids. So that's the reason mm -hmm. we had that name. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you're giving them a voice in their own community. That's amazing. Uh, so uh, we already kind of said this, but um, like kind of like in um, later down the line, what do you think the goal would be of Genia? Uh, I know you guys already work on a big scale, but like if you get to an even bigger scale. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you have no idea how many schools we have in India. So we want to implement this lab in a box and the you know, social innovation challenge so that we can productize these models and impact the communities. But the other initiative, which we just started last year, for example, was, you know, we call it the Genia Nature Lab you know, where we show them how to apply science and math to grow vegetables, you know, vegetable gardens in schools. See, a lot of schools have these vegetable gardens, whether it is here or in India. But the difference with Genia is 
you can actually, you know, like for example, if you know what is the pH of your soil or if you know um, what is the type of soil and you know how much investment you need to grow vegetables in this piece of land, you know, what is the profit and loss? So we teach life skills and you know, we all, how, how does germination work? How can you speed up the germination, right? So that mm -hmm. we want to use because growing vegetables in your own houses it, it is sure, you know, surely will become a big thing going forward. Think about it, you know, when mm -hmm. the pandemic started, I didn't want to buy vegetables from outside, <laughs> from any grocery, <laughs> no matter what they said. You know, I grow my vegetables in my backyard mm -hmm. and it's awesome. You know, you know where your food is coming from. So that is another thing which we want to promote, you know. So there are many ways where you can actually apply science and math in your daily life. We want to show that, you know, even growing vegetables is one of them. So mm -hmm. when you ask me, like, you know, what is the scale, you know, imagine this is like, you know, we can do it in so many hundreds and thousands of schools in, you know, in India. And by the way, we also have a program in Nigeria. We started with the support from Rotary. And we are also planning to start it here in the U.S. as well, because um, oh, wow. it's applicable here too. Like Nature Lab is applicable, but only thing is, you know, here it's more, you know, you kids are very technologically advanced, you know, you want artificial intelligence, you want machine learning, robotics, all these, but the schools <laughs> which we work with over there, it's not that, you know, they drop out of school after 10th grade, they're not going to, most of them, you know, at least 85 to 90% they drop out. So, you know, we are focusing on that 85, 90% of the students so that, you know, when they go back, you know, um, get out of the school and, you know, they pursue some local job or, you know, their parents' profession, how can they benefit from the studies, you know, from the science and math or whatever they have learned. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the only challenge I see here, but we need to figure out how we want to do it. That's awesome. You're going worldwide with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, relating to your vegetables thing, my mom, she's grown up in India too, and she loves yeah. food, vegetables. Yeah, India is like, food, place, spices, like everything. So when we came here in America, one of my mom's favorite things to do was, or goals or bucket list was like start a garden. And we have a house now and she got to make a garden in the backyard. We have a lemon tree, I have an orange tree, an apple tree. So I see how that idea is like very, like when I started, my mom made me dig. My mom made me help her. I'm like, oh, this is so tiring. But it's like, it's nice because you got we my mom picks out the lemons and she brings like a buckets of them and I'm like wow I like helped her do that I can definitely see Jenya helping those kids like at, at the beginning it might feel like a bit of too much work but it's the results and like that patience is that it you will carry that forward into the world and make them better leaders in any field they go into exactly <laughs> I remember seeing uh Oh, sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. First time I, uh, or one of the first times I met you, I remember you brought out your zucchinis. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. Are your zucchinis the smaller ones or the bigger ones? I, they were like this big. They I were, know. Yeah, I massive. Know like, you know, for three days I went somewhere and I came back. It was this big. I thought, whoa, when did it grow? And they grow <laughs> inch a day or something. Yeah. You know that? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Awesome, that's awesome. I'm happy that you're growing vegetables. Very nice. I mean, that's my mom pushing me. So, you know, thanks, mom. But <laughs> I love I love that she pushed me because I found a true respect for people who make gardens, their houses, and make food. Because, man, without food, where would we be? 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, bees, right? I mean, honestly, I don't like lawns. I think lawns are such a waste of space, you know, so grow vegetables, you know, they look beautiful and you can give it to your neighbors, friends, you know, all my friends and neighbors, they can come and pick it up from me. <laughs> Getting those, how oh, amazing. That's amazing. That's really great. <laughs> so uh, we were speaking about donation. I think we kind of shared a limited view, but uh, uh, with with specifically to donation, how, how do you, um, wait, how would you use the money? So, you know, um, first, like I said, with the lab in the box program, we have to give the experiments. So they cost some money, right? And then we have to train the teachers, teacher training. And see, this is one of those uh, programs where we need skilled people, uh, you know, within the in, in-house, right? It's not like we can rely on volunteers because, you know, you need to train and, you know, they have to understand all the experiments. So for the personnel, you know, for teacher training, and then we have to visit the schools at least once a week to make sure that, you know, teachers are working with students and students are practicing with these experiments, etc. So there are different activities we need to do. So we have to raise money for all this. And the JSIC, which I was talking about, where we implement, you know, their models, it costs, depending on the solution, of course, right? I mean, it will cost money. Um, so for example, we had one event in December, just, you know, like a month ago, where it was, uh, the JSIC was, the topic was flooding, because in Hyderabad, they had floods and all, and the drainage system. So we, 15 schools participated, and each school, we picked one winner. And uh, someone funded, it cost them, you know, $13,000. And, you know, someone funded wow. for it and, you know, implementing it in the, over the next three, four months. So now the schools have, you know, something that the children you know, developed and they can benefit from. And we are ha having one more JSIC in February for another program, you know, which is sponsored by United Way. Um, that's for 47 schools. So, wow. Yeah. Actually, on a similar note, I remember seeing a couple of videos of the uh, of people who benefited from the program responding uh, and showing their interest, and that was amazing. Uh, we'll link those in the podcast too. Yeah, but that really changes your perspective. I mean, how does it feel like kids or students giving those videos back? Does it feel like we are making a difference and like our programs are actually working? We're creating leaders and making sure like the future is bright for these kids. Yeah, for sure, Basil, because, you know, um, when I hear these children speak, you know, when we ask them, okay, can you show us how this experiment works? Or can you tell us, you know, how whatever your, uh, you know, model is, you know, how is it benefiting your school? The way, the confidence with which they speak, I look at them and I think, I came from a better family background. I couldn't speak like that. You know, when I was in school, you know, I was so afraid and timid to even speak up, right? And these kids, you know, the reason they're able to do it because of this group sessions we have where every child has to show the experiment and, you know, talk about it. So they're naturally, you know, developing those speaking skills. Oh, it's awesome. You know, it's a wonderful feeling. And when I go to India to visit the schools, the kids are like, you know, I go when they're actually practicing with the experiments and I practice with them and they have so much fun. They really enjoy it. They just love it. It's a... The feeling is, you know, something I cannot explain, but it's awesome. It's like the best thing that happens to you. I know it's a completely I'm different sure. feeling seeing the exper experiment on paper and actually doing it in real life because, you know, there's it's different. I don't know what. It's like seeing a value of something digitally, a book, reading a book digitally and reading a book in real life. And they have separate feelings, values, because like physically interacting with something has more, you have more connection with it. 
actually you know someone by name of david sauser you know he um, his research found out that for retention of concepts you know 5% is what you can retain when someone explains it to you on the blackboard right and that's how these all the kids are learning teacher is explaining on the blackboard you can retain 50% if it's audio and visual which is like you know watching a youtube video or you know that e learning thing right but learning through experience it's 80% nothing beats it you know wow. so that's what we are doing you know 80% retention because recently we had that experience you know after four months we went to you know we asked with, uh, you know uh, these kids okay we taught you the so and so experiment four months back and you explain one boy jumped up and you know he came and he showed the you know experiment we were like shocked it's like seriously <laughs> after four months yeah <laughs> it's crazy that's awesome i remember when i was in india i especially for fourth grade it was all just uh blackboard uh learning and when it came back to the the final testing i couldn't remember anything <laughs> and then you see the difference when you come here and you have a lot of like actual hands on experience so yeah that's definitely important yeah uh, yeah you mentioned that uh, uh, the kids sorry. when they are in school right now compared to you they're completely different like suppose you were a kid like going back the whole way when you were middle school elementary and you had johnny Jen, sorry jenya to support you like you must have had you must be like you must remember your childhood being much more interactive and building things with your peers oh yeah definitely because one thing is you know like i had a very good memory power right so i just you know just listening to the teacher in the classroom and you know coming and reading once i was or uh, you know it it was set i didn't have to like you know uh, go through the subjects for hours and hours you know i was very good at that but i was very good at memorizing you know but how do i apply them in in your life what is the purpose you know i had no idea because i could memorize i could actually write the definition very well in the exams <laughs> which is ridiculous you know but if you ask me like you know what is center of gravity i know but how is it affecting like you know when you go outside you know when you see a vehicle you know how is it affect i didn't i had no idea right because i could memorize it you know so yeah definitely you know if i had jenya when i was a kid i would have been a completely different person i think i would have been in a different yeah. job completely <laughs> i know that company one of the questions i had for you is um especially like a high schooler who doesn't have the money to support in that way what what other ways would you say that maybe they could help or start like different yeah. things that definitely you know so, okay first thing is you know we have quite a few videos that need to be edited now you know we are recording videos in english um you know we have to record two sets of videos one is for uh, india like because you know for example if you, if i get you guys to record those videos they may not understand your accent right so i'm getting them recorded in india or you know the parents over here who still have that indian accent we need people to edit those videos right the second thing is you know we have to record some videos here for kids over here because they'll understand your accent better so if you're interested in recording any videos you know for the experiments we have that would be awesome and the third one is marketing you know um like you know in social media you know like if you can actually we have you know we just started uh, actually what should i say instagram we have only 60 yep. followers so we have three kids you know who are actually posting on that you know right? we are getting the videos from india and you know we are doing that but you know maybe you can spread the word through your channels you know and uh, help raise awareness for jenya 
because the reason we need that is that's how you can get partners and you know when you have actually have fundraising uh, you know um, it will have a better effect so that's one and the fourth one is malar what you're doing you know fundraising we need mm -hmm. funds and the fifth one is you can actually help us you know implement the program here you know um now for example you know you can't meet other students maybe you can pick some simple experiments and you can do a virtual one where you know like for example if you are teaching geometry right you we use some sticks and whatever to do the experiments right you can ask them okay get your get some straws from your house or some sticks and you know we'll teach you geometry you know something like that you know you can do that to you help other kids over here or you know jnl you know basil you are already growing vegetables you know you can tell them first identify the ph of the soil this is what it is you know how if you have this much area what is the area of, you know you're growing in right uh, your vegetable in so how much water do you need in and you know what is the investment you need in maybe it's i don't know 100 dollars and uh, over a period of 6 months you know how much money did you make you know calculate uh, if you're borrowing 100 dollars are you borrowing at simple interest or compound interest user experiment to calculate that you know so yeah. that you know you can spread the word yeah, i, I think remember. that's the way we're oh sorry go on <laughs> sorry. uh no just relating to like practical examples to real world i don't know i feel like even american students here in late or people who are listening is that when you're in elementary school you would get those addition subtraction problems and you're like Bob is eating 100 apples. Like why does Bob even have 100 apples in the first place? Why is he eating that many? So, it's that type of like I feel like when there's more meaning and actual truth behind some problem, there's more connection and I definitely yeah, there's more. I can definitely see where you're coming from like kids who can't really uh don't have the money to do it, they can create these practical examples for kids to actually relate and connect with them and figure out like oh i can do this in my house oh i should probably figure like you know it's like that drive or that passion you want to invoke in kids that is not is trying to is really hard to do i feel like it's those when they say find those good teachers you can also be those good students or good people who invoke that type of passion in students yeah i agree yes. teach something with math sorry manav you know i was just like it's it's straws right geometry we asked children go home and use whatever you have available so this kid came up with uh, you know math sticks and you know made triangles then etc and you know and very nice album i'm going to post it actually in few days on uh, um in on linkedin and then you know on instagram as well but it's nice you know when kids do that you know they're very mm -hmm. Sorry, Malavi, you were saying something. No, I was actually relating to that. It's, it's. I think a lot of the times in our schooling systems, not even just here, but across the world, we don't focus on the things that might help us later on, like more uh, self-sufficient things, like growing vegetables or knowing how to have a good business model. These things are like really important once you get out of school, but they're not taught in school. So this is like really important, especially for people who leave school after tenth grade, and they kind of just have to be on their own, do their stuff. bookkeeping is so so yeah important. i think it's really great work yeah thank you and i was going to say bookkeeping is so important so teach them you know record everything you do every day you know okay investment you sold something okay profit loss whatever you know sometimes we make them you know uh, we want them to make a loss on purpose you know mm -hmm. everything can't be rosy okay if you made a loss why did you make a loss you know how can you yeah i'm at fault for doing that cuz i have a planner and i never use it but you know it's just that stigmatism like oh, I have to spend like 2 minutes each of my day and that's like so much. So, you know, yeah. 
teenagers. People could definitely uh, help. Uh, people could definitely uh, appreciate that here too. So I think it's really great. I hope we give you a platform um, with this podcast, and uh, we'll also plug the Instagram so that we can uh, get yeah. more followers on that. That's important. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know you kids are not on Facebook, so just Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Facebook is a little more scarce with uh, people of our age, but <laughs> yeah, my parents say it's like so sophisticated. Like there's so many buttons. Like Instagram is so simple. It's like elegant aesthetic. It's like like right there. It's like right in the middle. Not too complicated and not like way too simple. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I had one question just by how you were talking and it seems like there's a lot of important stuff happening in China like I can definitely tell you guys are putting people in the right places regarding the leadership in China like when you started off it was probably you by yourself or was there other people helping you along with and like you guys grew over time right yes so yeah i started it but you know i was working at sap and i had uh, you know this lady who was working with me her name is usha hanmolu so i i was just talking to her and she was very excited and you know she was with me right from the beginning and even now and then within few months we had you know someone by the name of kaushik you know macherla he we conducted a fundraising event and he participated and then he became a member of jenya so slowly and now actually in this past one year quite a few people started helping us um and for me as jenya grew it was very difficult to even manage you know the youth volunteers i lost some of them you know um because i had to focus on the program and so many things but now you know we have a really good team we have one lady geeta tubadi you know who is taking care of you know all the young volunteers or oh, she is amazing you know um, we have you know other people like radhika and others who are taking care of certain things we have shri we have meenakshi you know all of them are helping us quite a bit you know in different uh, ways they can so we have a really good team over here you know all our volunteers and that's what makes it so special because mm-hmm. you know, your the people, the people. your time yeah, yeah. i will say though the, the the youth volunteer group is surprisingly big i didn't know it was but when i first got on the zoom call and there were like 30 different kids i was like whoa <laughs> i know you should add basil we should add basil too maybe <laughs> how yeah. did you pronounce your name correctly basil basil yep basil yeah i can vouch for him he's a really diligent worker so that would be good <laughs> oh come on you know i'm the laziest one around i'm just joking <laughs> well, it was awesome having you on i hope this podcast will help you grow and i hope we helped you in some way have fun and talk about this too like i don't know much about this and this was a great experience for me to learn about and i hope everyone who's listening also learns about what you're doing and helps you out along the way also thank yeah, you so thank you thank you so much malar both of you you know definitely it helped uh, and it was so nice talking to you both um, you're very good kids i'm glad you know oh, i don't hear that a lot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Mahar, you want to talk anything or oh no i was just gonna say thank you it uh it's a really great experience i mean at least uh volunteering for jenya has made me a lot better in a lot of ways i mean i didn't know how hard it was to get people to do things <laughs> until i week after week was messaging people um but once you get into a role i mean a groove you understand what you have to do 
And so it was, it was really great life lessons for me too. So awesome. I appreciate right. that. Also, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, so we'll link the Jania Instagram and the donation drive in the description for all of you guys who want to help out Jania. And we'll link our stuff if you guys want to talk to us personally about how we can help you guys you guys get lost along the podcast (laughs) but i hope you guys enjoyed listening thank you so much for coming on as a guest it was an honor thank you you. and anyone wants to volunteer they can email us at volunteer at jenya.org and we'll uh, find something Mm -hmm. yeah i'll put that also in the description and thank you everyone thank you it's been a great episode